Hello and welcome to Attention to Detail, the podcast for D's fans by D's fans as we hold on for dear life aboard the roller coaster ride that is barracking for the Melbourne Football Club. My name is Tim. Simo, we are back, mate. Welcome. Congratulations on, I don't know why I say congratulations, but <laughs> actually, no, we've got a couple of things to congratulate no, each other. Absolutely. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been a long time in between drinks. We are back. It's uh, season three. We're getting absolutely geared up for season 22, but how's things with you, mate? How's everything been treating you? Oh, it's been amazing, mate. Been out in my own house now, which is pretty cool. So having my own little setup just to to run things and everything, which has been awesome. I think just the, the cool thing, obviously, it's been a long time since we've, you know, been on the podcast and everything, but I think just a just a cool thing, just to, in the off-season, just to lap everything up, I think it's been pretty cool. And just to um, take a little bit of a back seat in terms of, you know, starting to stress about, you know, what what's going to change to make us a better side, et cetera. You know, ease myself in um, to, uh, to an awesome year that I'm hoping to be a pretty successful year that we can actually see in front of our eyes. Absolutely. And we're, yeah, as it currently stands, what are we? We're eight, eight days away from round one, which is really exciting. It's been nice to sort of slowly get back into the rhythm of footy with pre-season happening. And it's been a bit going in the off-scene for the days, but it's certainly exciting. And I think just the prospect of being in the stands, as you, as you mentioned before, it's something that we dearly missed last year when it came to the ultimate glory. Uh, we're all getting ready for that unfurling of the flag in round one. And yeah, it'd be nice to uh, actually sit down with you on the night as well too, looking looking absolutely forward to it. But let's, let's think about the days. It's been a few things going on in the off-season in terms of, yeah, since we last spoke and now we're starting really to ramp up to the start of a yeah, grand final rematch in round one. But let's have a look at just the way that we ended last season in terms of we had some faces that left the club and we had some fresh faces coming in. So if you look at the players that came into the club via either the draft or the trade period, uh, we had so we had Luke Dunstan, Jacob Van Ruin, Blake Howes, Tajway Woden, Judd McVie, and Andy Moynes Wakefield. So yeah, a couple of additions there, and then I think you've got the list. Who have we got there that's left the club? Um, obviously our club great Nathan Jones. Um, to go with him, um, Aaron Vandenberg, great servant of the club. Obviously, I think unfortunately the time was up with injuries, etc. Jay Lockhart was an interesting one. I thought Jay Lockhart probably deserved another crack at it. He's showcased a lot. I think it might have been back 2018, 2019 days where he, you know, he was starting to get a little bit of ball rolling. But yeah, I think you know could have could have potentially grabbed another rookie spot. Austin Bradkey, I think just and also Aaron Netsky, but I think both both copped a lot of injuries, etc. So yeah, obviously not being able to get a great crack at it. Kyder Close, um, obviously we had him on the podcast. Great to chat to him. Probably another one didn't really get to showcase his best ability. Marty Hall, another unlucky one coming off an injury. Just obviously, um, <laughs> you got someone at the door, mate. <laughs> Who's the, who's the surprise guest? Who have you got walking through the door, mate? <laughs> well, let's check the monitor, not the baby monitor that you're used to. Let's have a look, mate. If it works. Who is that? Uber Eats. Interesting. <laughs> Might be scoring himself. Uber Eats. Hey, nice. Yeah, it looks it. And our Lord Nev. Gee, what a story about him. He... um. Great servant of the club. I think he did a lot for the club. First years as a small forward, got delisted, picked up as a rookie, become a defender, a very good lockdown defender. Like he, he gave his best for, was it 180, 190 games? Yeah, he could be held, holding his head up pretty high after his career. Yeah, it's one of those things where it, happen, it has to happen in a club. You have to have a turnover of, of players because obviously you've got the draft picks to come through, fresh blood. I think we did pretty well in the off-season, picking up Luke Dunson for a bag of chips. Um, I think Jacob Van Runen's got some high 
high talent, um, obviously to mould into his body and also get used to AFL footy is another thing. Blakey Howe's on a wing. Taji Wawoden, what a story. Um, Father, son. Judd McVie, I heard he's going pretty well. I think he was emergency for one of our practice matches. And Andy Moines uh, Wakefield, uh, another small forward who can you know, be a little bit zippy and be cool to uh, see him and Toby, Toby Bedford. It could be you know, a little smokies for the year. Yeah, absolutely, Simone. Looking forward to seeing what those new faces will be able to add to our list as well too. And, and no doubt, like you said, Luke Johnston, I think adds some great depth for us. And yeah, some exciting young talent there to hopefully come through our system, which has provided some pretty good talent, some pretty amazing talent over the last five, six years. And our, our list management has got a pretty good record behind them. So no doubt they've uh, made those right choices again. Cast your mind back a few weeks ago, all in the papers, all for the, well, let's say for the wrong reasons in the eyes of the journalists, but it was um, a pretty interesting way to try and get our attention and board members maybe being a little bit unhappy with the upcoming election for the footy club, but some things that got out about Goody and some behavioural things. And yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a smudge fest really in terms of trying to badmouth him. But I think the club sort of dealt with it in the perfect way, pretty strong response straight away from our president and more importantly, <laughs> our captain. Uh, and yeah, it was great to see just all the boys just dig in and back in Goody and yeah, not let any of that phase them whatsoever. Yeah, 100%. And even some other news outside um, of the men's team is the women's team, mate. How good are they flying? They are absolutely just ticking along nicely, sitting, you know, locking in top two spot. And, you know, I'll tell you what, Daisy Pierce was absolutely taking the mickey, wasn't she? Five goals and to go with that, scoring 107, point, 107 points. That's their first team to crack a ton, I believe. No, absolutely, mate. I think they've done all the hard work and they're hitting their straps all at the right time with, I think, only a couple of games to go if I'm correct, I think, leading into the final. So it'll be exciting final series for the Ds and let's hope that they're, yeah, bringing another Premiership Cup to that uh, cabinet that's just been recently opened by the men's team. What have we got more? Some more team news. The leadership group was announced yesterday with Maxi and Jack Viney to continue to lead on. No other leadership group, as as I suppose, announced. No, no doubt that there's some you know, unofficial leaders within that group that we know. Uh, we've got some great leaders within that club, but I think that's right. They've they've gone with what's been successful, and there's no need to uh, to alter that at all. to go with the preseason comes games as well and I think it's a great chance to showcase or allow players the opportunity to to have a crack at senior footy and you know get to play in the AFL system and you know we've got two games on our belt one against North as a trial game and one against the Blues um, two very different games one played at Casey against the Roos which you know we took the control of the game you know probably around from the 20 minute mark of the first and then I mean, you, if you, in short story, you're thinking Carlton, you think, you know, we've probably only played a quarter, but still some learnings to take from it, especially just more so just our discipline. I think that's one of the biggest things, obviously, knowing that umpiring is going to be taking a little bit of a different route this year. I suppose we'll go through North game first, mate. I, I think Maxi Gorn, um, I mean, I can say for both games, I think Max Gorn was probably our best contributor in those two games. Um one big sort of noting noting thing I saw was Gorney kicking the set shot from about 55, 60 out, which was great to see. Absolutely. You're right. He's the clear standout. I think just the way he started the North game as well too, 
has had another fine preseason under, under his belt and is really leading by example and has been in that space for the last few seasons now and, and proves why he's a fantastic leader and, and you know, really up there with the best players in the game and the most impactful players in the game. And yeah, we're extremely lucky to have him. And he is getting to that age where, you know, like in terms of his prime, he's probably at his prime as a, as a 30 year old. And, and there's probably not too many sports that you'd say you're hitting your prime at 30, but he's still playing um, some incredible footy. And it was great to see from that. I thought Benny Brown, especially in that North game, just looked really fit and firing. You know, like we know the story about him from last year. It took him half a season, injury interrupted preseason. Took him, you know, half the season to get in the side and then really built some great momentum towards the end and a really major factor and influence in the grand final. But I thought he looked at his at his best and provided some great aerial contests, ended up bagging five. But I think, again, he's going to prove that he's a really dangerous weapon and his, his presence alone is going to open it up for our other forwards. And I thought that was also clear with Tom McDonald playing really well, I think kicking three himself as well too. So, again... One of those talking points is where does Sam Wiedemann fit in? It's uh, one of those talking points that, that's going to keep coming up and we're going to uh, yeah, continue to uh, watch that space because Weed's obviously signing on at the end of last year for a couple of spots. He's, he's looking at probably, yeah, he's not last chances, but it's certainly wanting to uh, crack into the side. I think just it's going to give a glimmer of, you know, Ben Brown having a full preseason. I think it's just going to transfer into great play and just we'll just kick off from where... Um, he finished really strong last year. You know, there could be games where he kicked one, he kicks one or two. You know, that that's just as you said, it's going to free up T Mac, it's going to free up Jacko and even Gordon when he's down there, and potentially Sammy Wiedemann. You just never know. Um, your injuries, form can play a defining factor. Like Wiedemann, mate, I think. Um, I don't know. He's another one that's sort of, you know, he's got a one-year contract this year, but I think he just looks really clean. Dash off halfback is a, was he 30, 31, 32-ish? Yeah, he's one that's, especially with Rivers out, I think um, Hibbard's one to take that dashing halfback role as opposed to lockdown. I think he will get a bit of license, I think, and it'd be great to see. Yeah, and he is. He's that multifaceted defender that he can provide the runoff halfback, but he also has proven to to have a terrific lockdown role, you know, think about uh, games against Dustin Martin and having that sort of negative influence uh, on those really big-time players as well too. So great to say that he's there given that, yeah, towards the end of the season last year, we had Joel Smith goes down at an unfortunate time who might have been getting a look in as well too. So similar sort of role there. And I think the last thing from the North game, I think for the pretty much majority of the match, we just looked to be playing D's footy. And I think that looks like, you know, the goals off transition, straight off half back and really just moving the ball really well, changing lanes. And I think that we just looked really clean at times. Our midfield limp with plenty of grunt. Our leaders, like Track and Oliver, were just doing what they needed to do. And we've already spoken about Gorney as well too. And, then, and the pressure as well. Our defensive pressure, trying to lock the ball in that back 50. And North Melbourne really struggled to score a lot, which was great. And it's good to see, even though it was a preseason game, that they're still willing to put a, a fair bit of effort and make sure that teams know that <laughs> we're the reigning premiers and, uh, yeah, we're not to stuff around. Right. And I think Oliver had a lazy 41 as well when he was just, yeah, he was just running amok. Yeah, let's let's move on to the Carlton game, mate. And I think a lot to decipher from this game. And I think the biggest thing is key learnings. You know, I don't know if it was a lack of respect to the team or we just didn't show up on the night. But I think... Again, it's it's a learning. It's you know the discipline. It's I mean to mind mind you, I think the biggest thing um, also from the game is we are missing five of our best you know best seven defenders. You know to have um, May Salem Rivers Petty 
Hibbard all missing, you know, it does mess a little bit with, you know, structures and also cohesion between players. Obviously, um, you know, Salem's an incredible distributor off the back line. I think, you know, he's, you see how often we're trying to get in his hands just to, you know, to get that drive going and, you know, even, you know, just to settle us down, you know, it's, you know, it's finding a mark to, you know, really set up our play, which is, you know, it brings other players into the game. We- yeah, well, that's that's it, Simo. And you sort of think about how much can we really take out of these preseason games? It gives a good opportunity for young blokes to have a hit out and get to see some of these new faces in our side. But I still think that that was yeah, an interesting difference of intensity between the two games. And I think credit to Carlton, they came out and played really well. I think they're looking reinvigorated a bit under Michael Voss, you know, New blood, new coach. And I think a lot of those players seem to be playing a lot freer. And they took it to us. I mean, they piled on the goals. I think our, our midfield and clearances looked a little bit second rate to them. But you and me both know preseason don't, doesn't spell premierships. Melbourne famously lost to the Bulldogs by a considerable margin last year. And people were ready to write Goody off. And, well, you and me both know that the rest is history in that sense. So I think we can only take it from what you will. I think the backs certainly has an impact on that. You think about it, if we nearly squeeze that one out and probably only played maybe a quarter of footy um, and, and really sort of ramp it at home, it, it, it does say a lot about probably where the players' heads are at as well too. I think being a fortnight out of round one, not wanting to go too hard, especially towards the end of the season as well too. You know, getting out there in the park round one, eight days, like couldn't come quick enough just to sort of, you know, break the shackles and, you know, to actually to see the flag being unfailed. I don't know if you've seen, but all the um, last names of the members are going onto a flag. So which, um, you know, club champions are taking out, which would be pretty cool to see. It's been a long time between being able to have a beer at the footy and watch the Ds. It's uh, one thing that needs to be coming pretty soon. All right, Simo, well, we are the podcast for the fans, by the fans, and we wouldn't be here without our loyal listeners. And it's now time to hear their thoughts in our next segment, Fugazi. People are only commenting on what they see, um, but internally, it's Fugazi. Can you do with your best uh, Mackie McConaughey impression? Can you walk <laughs> no, I can't, but it's, uh, it's goes something like Fugazi, it's Woozy, it's Wazi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Well, we put it out to the public and we wanted to see who they thought was the young demon who's going to make the biggest leap in 2022. So this came from a range of players that either are playing in the side and then we had a few responses that were talking about players that could potentially be knocking down the door for selection. So I'll let you read off the first one, mate. Who have we got there? Awesome, mate. The first one comes from Mark Gorman. So Toby Bedford done his apprenticeship. It'd be cool to see him. It'd be cool to see him out there. Don't we haven't seen a lot of him, but yeah, definitely one to look out for. He's, uh, I think he's pretty highly rated within the club, and I think he's he certainly, yeah, definitely wants to push for those opportunities. I know that, um, yeah, he's been speaking about a lot, spoken about a lot. I think within the club, and yeah, it would be great to see him get his opportunities there. But it's one of those things, isn't it? Pretty stacked side. It's, uh, it's going to be tough. Now, next we've got Michael Hicksy. Hicks says, usually I'd say Dogger, but he's had a huge year. I've got a feeling about Bowser. Since his debut year, he's never played in a loss and he's already got a premiership. He's got big drive. And yeah, one of those talking points all year last year, he's uh, played, what, seven games and got a premiership medal under him. So no, looking forward to see him. And again, thinking to those preseason games, especially the North one, had a couple of absolute ripper moments, in turn, including a blind turn, which was absolutely unreal. Hopefully to go with uh, making the biggest sleep, he'd make the biggest sleep to the hairdresser to get a proper haircut. So. <laughs> um, that's bad. What do you mean? Not you, 
Oh, mate. It, oh, oh, which it, one? There's a bit going on there. Oh, Bowser's haircut's a shocker. <laughs> um, have a close look at it when you get a yeah, chance. Yeah, no, I've seen uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, that's, it's a shocker. Uh, next one comes in from Peter Lavender. Hopefully someone we haven't seen yet, which will add to our depth, 100%. I think uh, if you could see players coming through the VFL, knocking on the door, that's going to provide a few headaches, but it's also a good problem to have. Definitely, definitely. We talked about some of that young talent there, and I think they're certainly going to be developed really well through that um, secondary system. Uh, Glenn Ashley says, James Jordan will want to prove that he deserves to be in the side that his premiership medal was earned through. Uh, hard work and it was not gifted as a substitute. He's got a long career ahead in a very strong midfield group. And yeah, Jimmy Jordan, f- favourite of the podcast, favourite of yours. Spoke a lot about him last year and uh, unfortunately was that hard luck story and got the sub position in the grand final last year, but I'm sure he would be itching to get absolutely into that side. So no, looking forward to, to seeing him in there in what, what is a very versatile player and can dominate at a number of positions. 100%. I think he's one of those players that sort of grew on us as supporters. I think he, you know, unsure what we're going to expect because we saw him round one, wasn't it? Sort of eased into the into the team, but then he just started to become a really great role player. And I think he clocks up the Ks pretty well. So he runs two ways, which, you know, provides options across the ground. Uh, next one comes in from Tom Lou WS. All right, the next one comes in from Tom Lou WS. Jackson has, an, has the natural ability to improve the game in so many areas. His leap is phenomenal. His low-level work is excellent. And if he can hold a few on, a few more marks, for Dogger, the sky is the limit. I like the play on the words there, mate. Um, 100%. I think, as we've seen, he's a bit of a unicorn, isn't he? He can you know, get teams at ground level in the air. Again, he's getting his hands toward a lot. Again, it's just building that strength, which we've seen in the, in the off-season. So, again, he's going to go to another level, whether it, you know, 30 ruck, 70 forward, which, you know, is when you've got a dominant ruckman in there, it's, it's silly not to play Maxi in the ruck. But, you know, when he has the little snippets, you look at the third quarter, look what he did. Uh, he, he took the game to shreds. Yeah, it'd be great to see him take another step. No, exciting stuff. And I think, yeah, it'd be interesting to see this year how much he shoulders the load in the ruck and especially trying to manage probably Gorn's minutes in the middle as well too and trying to preserve uh, some of his... Yeah, I suppose conditioning and really make sure that he's well-kept and well-rested. It's pretty amazing that Max doesn't have to have a game off. He's not, he doesn't want to rest. You know, that's not in his nature to do so, but he is getting upwards of that age, regardless of the form that he's he continues to play. Uh, it'll just be one of those things. And yeah, really fortunate to have somebody like Jackson who can play that role as well. Our next one or last one we've got here from Nick Hill on sax says, I really hope Weeds makes it this year. He's a good half high forward when he's confident and a good kick just needs to take a mark once in a while. And yeah, talked about Weeds a little bit earlier before Tom McDonald's making it really hard. And last year, again, it was a bit of a debate where Tom McDonald was in a bit of a questionable form himself. And it, it really was coming down when Ben Brown really sort of firmed his position in, in the side and it really was coming down to that second or third forward as, as well with Frida, who we haven't even mentioned yet, mm. given that Carlton game, who still played pretty well. I think it is Weeds. It's not his last chance, but he's re-signed, he's stayed at the club, turned back some offers from rival clubs, which um, those offers were very similar around the mark to Melbourne, and, and no doubt you want to stay around success, and he would be absolutely itching to get to that side. We know that key forwards have always taken that a little bit longer to develop we mentioned Tommy Hawkins before and and how that's worked out for him so in our sake we all want to see him succeed we know what he can do to a game we, we know what he did in, in the Geelong and Hawthorne finals there and 
we would love to see him in there, but I think this is really, he's, he's got to make his mark and it'll be, um, yeah, interesting to see how he attacks it because it's, uh, yeah, it is getting to that point where he's had seven years in the system now and, yeah, has only played the 49 games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're looking at, I mean, obviously going into his sixth year, so he's looking at about eight games a year, but you're right, he took he tore those two games to shreds. You think, you know, you're thinking, we'll, we'll think in 2019, you know, this is going to be the year of the weed and obviously... You know, things didn't really work out, more so from a system with all the rule changes and et cetera when that transpired in 2019. But, yeah, got to hope he, he finds his way. It's it's one of those ones where Wiedemann consistently plays good footy at VFL level. It's one of those hard ones, I think. Um, I think Gorney was injured a few years back and he was able to, you know, pinch hit a little bit in the ruck weeds and I think it enabled him to get in the game. So, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. Lots to decipher, but also a lot to talk about in terms of what we think. Obviously, a lot of what we think is pretty similar to what a lot of Melbourne supporters are already thinking. But, you know, some players sort of that really need to take that step this year. I mean, you got Weed, you got Oscar Baker, you got Jackie Melksham's even another one who's, you know, stayed at the club. I think Reese uh, might have continued his contract, might have one more year to go. Joel Smith and Kay Chandler. There's it's good depth, a good problem to have, but also where do they fit in, mate? It's it's bloody tough. Yeah, you mentioned it's good depth and I think players want to stick around. I know Melksham was probably given the opportunity to explore his avenues um of other teams at the end of last season just to see like whether he would be able to find a club that would suit playing needs at the moment. But in the end, he ended up staying. As you mentioned, Oscar Baker has been given a couple of chances at senior level. Probably hasn't quite make it, made it just yet in terms of like he's played some decent VFL footy. And I think he's got a bit of flash and a bit of flair about him. But in terms of probably the system of players that we currently have, um, yeah, probably can't see him sliding in there unless there's a significant injury to one of our late wing kings that we have at the moment. So It'll be interesting to see where he sits at. Again, I think we've got good depth at the moment. And until you see some probably really good players start to leave the club because they aren't able to get opportunities, I think we just have to take it as a blessing. It worked for us well last year. And you talked about Wiedemann and it's just <laughs> it's just a benefit of having that depth. And one of those things that unfortunately is always going to be like that in footy, isn't there? There's only a certain amount of playing spots that you can vie for and just makes for good competition and players really want to play well to get a spot on the side. And we've got to keep that healthy competition up so that we can give ourselves the best chance possible to have another run at a, at a premiership in 2022. Exactly, mate. I think, yeah, having... Good depth is a good problem. Um, I think, you know, if you've got people that are able to come in and play roles when they do come up into the AFL system, I think it's very beneficial. You know, they know the system. Both teams are playing the same way. way and if, you know, they can come in and adapt, I think that's perfect. I'd like to touch on some younger players too that, you know, could be the potential breakouts. One one player which wasn't mentioned um, across the Fugazi segment was Tommy Sparrow. I think Tommy Sparrow is ready to make that next leap. I think given maybe a little bit more midfield minutes uh, this year, I reckon. Um, just I think it's just explosive. I think he's got a very nice penetrating kick as well. And, you know, he does. I've seen a few of his little behind-the-back handballs, which look really nice, you know, when we're cutting through the middle. So, yeah, I just think he, he could be one to take that, you know, extra step, like similar to what James Harms sort of has done. Um, obviously, Harms is now about 25, 26. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sparrow at least, you know, a 10, 20% increase in midfield time to, you know, to generate some uh, some movement. Uh, we're, we're pleased with where we sit. We understand there's going to be some hype around how we're playing. But we also want to just take it, you know, one week at a time. And coaches say that a lot and, and people, and it's just the reality. You can't look too far ahead. 
All right, Simo. Well, it's coming to that time. We are only days away from round one, which is very exciting. Wednesday night, grand final rematch against the Western Bulldogs. Huge game. Uh, yeah, I can't when was the last time do you think a grand final rematch was in the opening round? Round one, gee, that's a tough one. I mean, Richmond and Carlton haven't been anywhere. Or Richmond, obviously, but Carlton haven't been anywhere yeah, near the flag recently. Fun. But, um, no, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, you might the, have to do some yeah. research. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, might have to oh, before oh, I ask the question. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, one of the best things. I mean, you, yeah, I was going to say. You wouldn't be saying that in recent years. I mean, the doggies no, block that was so. 50, 54 to you know, 2016, and you look at us, you know, 57, they had 62 years. So, but anyway, mm. it's um, it's exciting, isn't it? It's the, it uh, it's Jakey Lever away. It's number eight. So it's eight days away, mate. It's exciting. We are coming up against our grand finalist of the Bulldogs. They'll be, I think, itching to make up for that game. But also for us, I think it's a pretty important night. It's, you know, the chance to unveil the flag. A lot of club champions, a lot of, you know, a lot riding on the night as well. And I think... Just to you know, showcase in front of the fans would be something the players would be tuned to do as well at the uh, the home of football, mate. So I was thinking, yeah, looking forward to that game. I put together a rough draft of our opening round team. Well, we might call it out by each line, and oh, we'll see yeah, see how we like see how we're tracking. So, so from the back line, we've got Jake Bowie, Stephen Main, Adam, uh, Jaden Hunt, Jake Lever, and for Salem. So, Jaden Hunt, I think. Sort of a like-for-like like with Rivers. We know that skill level is probably not all the same. Uh, well, no, we definitely know that. But given Rivers' injury, I think that that's probably the closest to give us that little bit of run off the halfback. And on the bench, we do have Michael Hibbert as well too to roll through, as you said, that seventh defender who I think, I think, yeah, it was in great nick in those preseason games. 100%. I think um, having a settled back line... Um, is very important. Um, one th- one player which uh, you know could be a little bit of a surprise would be Joel Smith being thereabouts potentially. It's it's a hard one. I don't know where that could sit. I mean, whether or not Joel Smith actually comes into the starting eighteen and then you know Hunt could go to a sub potentially or start on the bench. You know, it'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, because as I said, Smith's pretty close to it. Having those players back in is very important. But we have to uh, congratulate Tomo to uh, you know getting through a couple of games and you know getting back in the swing of things. So it'd be good to see him back out there and yeah, it'll make it for some selection headaches too. Because obviously, Petty and Rivers probably ready in about three or four weeks' time, roughly. Um, you know, because I mean, if players are in form, then those guys are going to find themselves in the BFL, which they probably you know probably a good option because obviously trying to get their match fitness back up could be very important. So, yeah. What, what do you think, mate? What do you think? You're pretty settled on your back line. You're pretty happy with it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Fantastic. happy with that. I let's, think, go, yeah. let's go through the mids, mate. That's, uh, I mean, it's pretty pretty self-explanatory, our midfield, isn't it, mate? It's, uh, you know, you got the Wing Kings, the Wingers Club on the outside. you got Brayshaw and Langdon on the wings with that awesome starting midfield of Petrarca, Oliver, Viney, and Gorn. It's um, pretty hard to change. Yeah. No, no, definitely. I think, uh, yeah. Pre-season show, they're still in great nick. And, yeah, I think Clayton Oliver especially, I think, is looking in and is an absolute ripping form. And I think, uh, yeah, exciting to see him take his next steps as well too. So, no, I think that's pretty settled as is. Then we're looking at the four line. So we've got Nibbler, McDonald, so Tom McDonald, Tom Sparrow, uh, Charlie Spargo, Ben Brown, and Bailey Fritch, which rounds out the starting forward line. So I think that's probably pretty set. I think Tom McDonald over Sam Wiedemann, albeit any injuries, but I don't think we see that it's happening. Um, Bailey Fritch, as we mentioned before, came off a really good game against 
Carlton in, in one of the probably few bright spots that he had. So he'll be looking to continue his hot form, especially from his final series last year. So again, just having a really potent forward line and having lots of options there. And talked about Tom Sparrow before, who can definitely sneak forward and kick a uh, kick a couple of goals, especially from about 55 with that booming boot as well too. So what do you think about that? Any, any changes to that? I'd probably say Cosby Pickett probably starts on the field, um, obviously rotating through. You've got Luke Jackson, Harms also to go through that mid-forward sort of selection. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Cosby, you know, how good he likes starting him on ball as a little bit of a wild card. Um, might see it during it during times this year as well. Just getting him injected into games really important for him. Yeah, and He's, as you said, starts yeah. in the square almost, probably almost every game. Exactly, and... I think more so towards the end of the year, he didn't really do it as much, but definitely, definitely in the first half of last year, he definitely was doing it a lot. Uh, he's one player that really thrives again, getting the ball early. You saw his preseason games probably weren't his best. Um, couldn't get his hands on it too much, so a little, little bit of out of out of form potentially. Just getting back into match practice, I think he'll be he'll be ready to go. Um, he's yeah. to get out. Yeah, I just want to see him deliver deliver a nice hit. You, you, you can see little glimpses of him getting frustrated during the preseason. I think um, you know that that does come off the back of his you know out of touch a little bit. But when he gets the footy, I think yeah, he will just transpire into a, to the beast we know he is. But yeah, at the same time though, you you know that he garners a lot of attention from the opposition. Like we know how damaging he can be, and a lot of his work has is done off the ball as well too. So I think. We sort of know the pressure that he can deliver in that forward line. We know how important some of those players are down there that don't necessarily get a lot of the ball, but they still have a really huge impact on our forward line and really important. And yeah, he's because he's one of those players who, you know, some games he, he might kick three or four and get his hands on a bit. Sometimes he might not, but still have a really great impact. So it'd be good to see him get back to his best. So just to finish up with that interchange, so just finalising, we did glaze over it when we were going through the team. But so Harmsy, Jackson, I mean, we talked about yeah, swapping out Cozzy into the middle, but Cozzy and Hibbard. And then as the sub, <laughs> almost the resident sub for the Melbourne Football Club in Kay Jandler, uh, who kicked, mind you, probably one of the longest goals we've had in the preseason from the was it, what was it 90, 90 metres of Centre circle, uh, measured it. Um, <laughs> pretty solid, mate. So. Do you know what? It's a, it's a tough one because there's someone sitting there that it was a bit of a favourite and we spoke about Jimmy Jordan's another one where... He's kind, he kind of finds himself as a as a winger. And when you've got, I mean, the likes of Brayshaw, Langton, you know, taking up a lot of the time and you've got different players flowing through there, he's one also that does flow through that midfield group. So he's, again, another one which can easily slip into the different positions. So uh, it's 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 a hard one to sort of decipher, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. one that, I mean, I mean, we're not selectors or anything, but I think... You know, having to play around and seeing where best suits, I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Jordan found himself either in the, in the 22 starting on the pine or as a mini sub. For round one, yeah. For round one, yeah, I'd no. say I'd say he's been. I reckon he's, he's one that sort of, again, I think, flies under the radar as for us as Melbourne sports. He's one that plays his role definitely really well. You know, he's going to be itching for his spot on the side. I mean, he was, he was a mini sub. He was obviously, you know, a big part of our of our premiership drive. And I think by him knocking on the door and really wanting to, wanting to perform, I think, you know, he'll be pretty thereabouts to being in that round one side. Yeah, no, definitely. And we know how important it is for both of these sides. Western Bulldogs, we haven't heard of too much and really they'd be, they'd be laughing at that. Honestly, they, they would like to be flying under the radar, but I think 
if you're looking at the teams that are really coming to challenge uh, for season 2022 for the premiership, they're certainly right up there. Um, they're not going to forget what happened at the end of September last year, and they're going to use that to really fuel their drive for this season. So not to be taken lightly, and I know our boys will not, but it's going to be a special night regardless and looking forward to being there with you and family and, and yeah, being part of a really special night, which is going to be um, really, I suppose, yeah, really emotional and will be one of those moments in history we won't forget. And I think the beautiful touch of having some of those club legends being out there on the ground was puts the cherry on the top of what will be a great celebration uh, regardless. All right, Simo, well, we better put it in there, mate. Tip, what are we thinking? Margin? Oh, geez, mate. It's been a while. Uh, I, mean, well, I won't go the multi just yet. We'll, we'll leave that. Oh, but, um, <laughs> how do you think we'll feel? No, we reckon. <laughs> um, well, uh, I mean, you, you predict, you know, I mean, I predicted a closer grand final, but um, like you, you'd think it'd be pretty tight. Um, you know, probably a lower scoring affair on a Wednesday night. Uh, let's go. Let's go with about twelve points. A couple of goals in our favour. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be yeah, a bit of a nail biter. It'll be yeah, a bit of spice in it. I think, mate. Absolutely. Now I'm going days by twenty four, and we're going to settle it there. Simo, well, we got through it. Our first episode back in what for nearly six months now, and we've uh, shaken off a bit of the rust, which uh, was always going to be the case. But it was great to get back and, and back chatting footy. Um, it was great that obviously we could catch up, but obviously been a lot of transpired in the last six months, both moving houses, and there's been a lot going on. But it's been nice to uh, yeah enjoy the relaxing break. But yeah, definitely gearing up and getting ready for season. 2022 looking forward to season three of attention to detail with you mate and uh looking forward to continuing on with the podcast with our loyal listeners but don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on spotify apple or google and feel free to leave a review or feedback at attention to detail uh we're on twitter at a double t n to detail with double e you're on facebook or instagram or you can shoot us an email at attention to detail pod at gmail.com Big thanks to our amazing sponsors, Hop Hand Brewing, coming on for another year, which is fantastic. Really appreciate their support. So make sure you get down there to Hop Hand Brewing in Lillardale. Make sure you support a great local business and drink their delicious beer. Simo, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Well, uh, looking forward to catching up with you at the footy and, uh, yeah, having a beer in the seat, seeing our flag bang on field. That'll be unreal, mate. Looking forward to it. Let's uh, let's give the dogs hell, hey? All right. Go Dees. Thanks, everyone.